Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Stacy Rifford, Certified Practice Advisor with Law Firm Success Group, a friend and a colleague. Stacy, welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. Hey, Leigh, how are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Wonderful. Awesome. Today, we're going to be breaking down an episode, one of my favorites, Rainmaking Leadership with Elizabeth Green Lindsay. Elizabeth is the president of the American Association of Matrimonial Lawyers, the AAML, the most prestigious family law association in the country. And she is based out of Atlanta. And when we interviewed her, gosh, this was several months ago. This was right in the middle of COVID. She had some terrific insights with regards to business development. And one of the things that really stood out in my conversation with her was how she moved to Atlanta, so a new part of the country, and then promptly built her book of business from zero to a full book in less than three years. Stacey, what were some of the insights that you saw and picked up on when you were listening to that episode? Yeah, so there were a couple of things that really stood out in terms of how she was able to quickly build credibility and to build her book of business. So first and foremost was all about getting results, right? You have to be able to get results. That's what your clients hire you for. And they want to know that you can deliver. So giving them great service by giving them the results that they hire you for, it gives you credibility and it gives you a name for yourself. Then second from that was all around keeping up with learning, right? So developing and improving your skills to keep you sharp, to keep you relevant, I also think that it lets you take on more challenging cases with confidence, right? And it can help you become the expert in a particular area so that other people or other attorneys even are coming to you because they know that you can help with a particular issue. And then the last key thing that I picked up on from her was speak when asked, right? So she looked for speaking opportunities to be able to give her credibility Because when you speak from the stage, you've got this instant status and authority and recognition. So it lets people see you as the authority in your area. And by doing those three things in combination, it really allowed her to be able to gain credibility, gain visibility really quickly in that new market so that she was able then to easily attract clients. You know, that's really insightful, Stacey. And you pulled all three of those elements together and pointed out how they're all integrated. So attorney entrepreneurs, as you're listening to this, I want you to think about education a little bit, about your education as an attorney and your ongoing education as an attorney. I want you to think of it as the same as business development. So the things that you learn to make yourself a better lawyer, that's all business development, because as Stacey pointed out, that's going to help you establish yourself as an expert which is going to help you build your book of business through referrals and speaking engagements and being able to deliver higher value legal services as well to your clients. So think about education and business development as really the same thing. So Stacey, thank you so much for that. And one of the other things that Elizabeth digs into, she is very involved in her community and Mm -hmm. in Atlanta. And this is something that she's doing because she wants to be involved. She's not doing it as a tactic for business development, But there are business development outcomes that come from that. 
So Stacey, I know you've worked with a lot of clients over the years, a lot of attorneys. Tell us about how being involved in the community can be really helpful to the attorneys in building their book of business. So one of the things I think is important is Elizabeth talked about how she wanted to be involved. And I think that first and foremost, when you get involved in the community, it needs to be authentic. People can see right through you when you are getting involved with something because you think it'll be good for business. But community involvement and community engagement, it's good for your brand. It lets you interact with new people. It lets you be seen. It strengthens your network. It gives you that visibility in a different way. So one of the key things that she mentioned was be involved, but do it well, right? So remember that you're building here your personal brand. And that may eventually lead to clients or it may eventually lead to referrals to new clients. But you want to demonstrate the same message that you're hoping to convey in your business into your personal life. So things like dependability, empathy, support, quality, results, all the things that you want to be known for in your business, those are also the things that you need to bring when you show up in your community and you get involved. Bingo. Yeah, spot on. And the advantage of doing that and showing up with that level of passion and enthusiasm and a service mindset Mm -hmm. is as an attorney, people when they have legal needs are going to seek you out. You may not be able to serve and handle many of those needs, but you can certainly refer them on to other qualified attorneys. Some of them you will be able to handle and you'll be able to demonstrate great results for those clients. And that will lead to even more referrals. It's a way to be more visible and to be more visible in an authentic way, because the practice of law, it's one of these things where it's a top of mind type of business. People don't have a need for an attorney until they have a need for an attorney. And when they do, you better be top of mind if that's going to be your ideal client. And this is another way to stay top of mind within your community and to connect with a large number of people, given the amount of time that you're spending there. So the third thing let's talk through is her professional organization. Now, she's a president of the AAML after serving in that organization as a fellow for many, many, many years. That has been very helpful to her in building her book of business. And so whether you're in the AAML or similar organization, or you're in the Bar Association, tell us a little bit, Stacey, about your clients' experiences of being a leader in their professional organization. When I see clients that are really involved within a professional organization, they tend to come out of those organizations with two key things. One is that it helps them enhance their knowledge and that learning that we talked about earlier because they are able to engage in ongoing education. They're able to have conversations with other thought leaders and thought partners that allow them to stretch or to enhance the things that they're already thinking about. The second place is their visibility again, right? And their credibility. And even though you are interacting with other attorneys within those organizations, this is where a lot of your referral business can come from. You become seen as a leader, as an expert in your particular area, and it allows for referrals path much easier. One of the key things though, with all of these organizations is that you have to show up. You have to be present. You have to participate. It's not enough to just be a member. You need to be active. You're building long-term relationships And the business will come if you're a resource for people and if you get results and if you build that trust. And so showing up is a really, really crucial part of being a part of these organizations. 
And it sounds obvious, right? If you're going to be in an organization, whether it's a community-based organization or a professional organization, and you want to make a good impression, because of course you do, you need to show up. It's common sense. But as I say, common sense is not common, right? It can sometimes be really uncommon. So Stacey, when you're working with your clients, what are some of the reasons or some of the underlying mindsets that is preventing them from showing up at their very best when they're involved in these organizations? Time is one of the things I hear most often, right? Is I don't have time for this, or they're distracted because they're thinking about other things that are going on. It's really important for when you show up to really be present and to decide that that's your top priority for the moments that you're in it. And think about the other opportunities that come out of this. It may not just be that you're connecting with people or you're meeting others that could potentially be sources. Use those as platforms for you as well. Ask to be on part of the speaking rotation. Get some of that credibility and that visibility within your network. But those are also really great places for then you to use in your marketing, right? As your business development, I was a speaker at this conference. Here are some of the talks that I've talked on. I wrote an article for the Bar Association Journal, right? So you can use these associations to help catapult you, not just within your group, but also externally. And Stacey, you're a prolific speaker as well, right? So you've actually practiced this and put it into action when you were building your business. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about you know, how that went for you from getting started to being the prolific speaker and coach that you are. So very much like Elizabeth's story, I started my coaching practice in an area that I was brand new to as well, where we didn't have any connections at all. And so speaking was one of those ways that got me that credibility and that visibility very, very quickly. So when you start showing up on stage, people see you as an authority in the areas that you're talking about. You have the opportunity to deliver your message or talk about an area that you are confidence shines through, but also it allows people to hear your message and say, you know what, I need to connect with you. And so what I found coming out of those was that I had a lot of leads, but I also had a lot of people that just said, I know somebody who needs to talk to you about this, or can you tell me more about the thing that you just spoke on? And it's led to other things right now. It's, it's led to training events. It's led to clients. It's led to podcast interviews. And so it just has been a great way for me to enhance my overall visibility. And I've seen that happen as well with clients who have taken the same approach. And it all starts with getting involved in an organization. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Stacy, congrats on the success that you've achieved by leveraging organizations into speaking engagements and then leveraging those speaking engagements into thought leadership, which is what you've done. Take us back. You probably do this now without even thinking about it, <laughs> but take us back to when you were first getting involved in these networking organizations and you knew that you had to try and leverage this into other things. Mindset is so important when you walk into that room mm-hmm. or when you jump on that Zoom meeting. And so I'd love to hear if you've got some sort of a ritual you go through or what is the mindset that you have when you go into this kind of a meeting in an organization so that you can, as you said, fully participate and see the opportunities that are available to you in the room? So I think it's important to point out first and foremost that a lot of people fear public speaking or fear getting a part of this, these organizations, because they're more introverted. 
so am I. Let's clear the air on that up front. And people who meet me after having seen me speak or whatever, they never believe that's true. But it takes a lot of energy for me to get up in front of the room. So the mindset for me is really important. I do a couple things. One, find some really good pump up music, something that like really gets you excited and going. <laughs> And make sure you're playing that in your car or in your office or wherever you are before you get started. Um, two, I always set a goal for myself as I go into these things. So I force myself to meet 10 people before I'll go get a drink or sit down at a table, for example. And to make a goal for what you want to get out of this interaction before you even go in. The next thing that I found is really helpful for me is... I often look at this like I am a performer and not that I'm not being authentic, but especially if you're there to give a talk, people are there to see your performance, to see your show. And so it's helpful sometimes to get into that mindset of, you know, you're there as the entertainment or as the performer and you've got to deliver. So you need to come with high energy, no oh matter gosh. what else is going on. <laughs> now I'm freaking right? out. <laughs> it kind of sounds funny sometimes when you think about, like, I've got to be this actor. And it's not about being somebody you're not, but it's about recognizing that people are there to see you at your best and you need to come and deliver that. And doing it in, in a really authentic way, right? Doing it in a way that feels good to you doesn't mean you need to be over the top or, or really exuberant if that's not generally your personality, but you've got to show up in the way that people are expecting to see from you when you're there and to allow yourself to clear everything else that's going on in your life and your business out of those 30 minutes, an hour, whatever that timeline is when you're in that particular meeting. Those are some great tips, Stacey. It's so interesting. So that's your kind of warm up ritual and how mm -hmm. you approach things. Mine is actually very different. So there's no one way to do this, but I'll share mine with everyone real quick. I actually take the opposite approach from Stacy. I get really calm and focused in total silence and think about what I want the outcome of this event or whatever it is I'm getting into be. And I really just kind of calm myself down, but I also internally build up my anticipation of what it is I'm going to do because I think about the possibilities. And then it's interesting, Stacey, that you mentioned mm -hmm. that it's going on stage because when I walk into that room or walk up on stage, the one word that goes through my brain that takes me from, you know, stop to start and it's time to go is showtime. And so you're exactly right, Stacey. It's about being your best self. For most of us, or for many of us, we're introverted. And so we have to force our best self to be out there and to engage. That was awesome. And then when you are, you know, getting involved in these organizations, as a result of these conversations, there's mm -hmm. going to be opportunities and not just opportunities to speak, but opportunities to serve. And yep. Stacey, I wanted to get your take on how people should be seeking out opportunities to get involved in these organizations and how they can really capitalize on those opportunities. I would say the more deeply you can get involved in an organization, the more that you're going to be able to build those trusting relationships. And the more that people are going to see you in a capacity that is serving and look for the things that you're passionate about, right? Maybe it's a committee that is looking for volunteers. Maybe it's getting into a leadership role within that organization, serving on their board in some way. You've got to do 
that level of engagement and involvement that makes sense for you, whether that's, you know, where you have time that is needed to commit or the skills and passion for that particular project. But the more deeply that you can get involved in a couple of organizations, the better served you're going to be. That's actually a better strategy than trying to be a part of 15 different organizations where you never really get past that surface level. Yeah, I love that point. Attorney entrepreneur Stacey brings up an absolute great point here, which is pick groups, associations, what have you that you're truly passionate about and pick a few of them and go really deep and serve. And whether you think of it as leadership or you think of it as service, because some people, you know, think, okay, I want to be a leader. I want to go ahead and do that. But, you know, if you're my son, he doesn't like leadership roles, but he does like to serve. And so if it's leadership that really gets you motivated, great, pursue those leadership roles. If it's service and serving others that gets you really motivated, great. It's the same roles. <laughs> it's just a different perspective, but you're really doing the same thing. So think about it as serving that organization that you're passionate about so you can benefit the membership. Stacy, as we're wrapping this up here, I really appreciate you sharing your story with us. Did you have any other thoughts on Elizabeth and the approach she took to building her business and getting involved in the community and the AAML? Well, the last point I will make on Elizabeth's story was her highlight about communication, which is one thing we haven't talked about yet. It was her ability to build that feeling that you're on the same team with your clients or with your staff and to really bring that openness and that honesty to eliminate a lot of that tension that happens when you have different expectations or when people feel like they are not fully engaged or don't exactly know all of what's happening. It causes that fear and it causes that anxiety and clients get this a lot, especially, you know, when you're trying to help them through hard situations they want to know where things are, where things stand. And so the more open and honest and transparent your communication can be with clients, but also, right, and this works with how you interact with your team too, you're going to leave them feeling confident. You're going to leave them feeling good about the work that you're doing for them. And it's one of the easiest ways that you can build those trusting long-term relationships. Spot on, Stacey. And this episode is jam-packed with lots of ideas that Elizabeth really lays out. So we're going to put a link to the episode in the show notes. Stacey, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast with me today and breaking down this episode with Elizabeth Green Lindsay. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. 
you can build your perfect practice.